0: Hello, everybody. My name is Matthew Quinton, and welcome back to the podcast, where in this series we talk about ancient civilizations from all over the world. Today, we're with a person that does not need an introduction, a worldwide known journalist and explorer. Please welcome Nate Brown. Thank you, Matthew. I heard you're doing this series about ancient civilizations, am I right? I actually gave you an ancient civilization that you have researched about and actually been there to explore. That is right. Anyways, let's get started. I thought I would talk about a civilization that was in Sri Lanka called Sanguinity. Sanguinity. I haven't heard of this before. Well, Matthew, Sanguinity was an ancient civilization in Sri Lanka, and it means cheerfulness, a sign of hope. Life, for example. The origin of the settlement is that a person named Pablo Ramirez found the island and started to slowly building an empire like Rome. And so, he fought in wars and more, but he sacrificed himself to keep his island and people safe. And then the island kept on growing and became a dominant empire. How was power passed along? Well, power was passed down by family members. Ah, that makes sense. How big was the civilization? Good question. The civilization was approximately 220 square miles, which, which was basically the whole island. The only thing that defined its borders was water. What natural resources do you think they would have access to? Definitely rice, tea, gemstones, wildlife, life, and of course natural scenery. The fact why it's so cool is because it's an island. They did not need to travel hundreds of miles to gather water like other settlements did. For example, Rome was a big empire, and they built aqueducts that carried water to the city. The water came from mountains, and they came down to the city on these man-made structures. This was built because they did not have water close to them. I see, because most civilizations in the ancient world had to walk miles to get water, right? Exactly, Matthew. They got their food mostly off of fishing, since they were surrounded by water. What about their social structure? I'm glad you asked that. First, the ruler. The ruler is the ruler of the island that makes the decisions, like are we going to war, how are we going to move through a problem, or if someone has invaded the island. Next, we have the senate, who makes the laws with the ruler of the island. Then we have the executives. The executives are quote unquote ruler of each city. They have smaller things to handle than the big ruler. For example, if they wanted to do something to their city, they would have to get the bigger ruler's opinion. And or criticism first. Next is the working class. The working class consists of people who have jobs, and they are the people who have seen changes. The last class is the slaves. They did not normally get stay on the island for too long. They normally got sold or they worked for some people on the island. The civilization survived from 300 BC to 600 a- 618 AD. What was their economy like? They did not have a currency, the replacement for that was a sense of trading. People would build routes and roads just for trading. Jobs consisted of blacksmith, trading, farming, fishing, etc. Main trade was on the island, but there was still trade going off the island with boats. What about the most important products they imported? They imported products like gold, minerals, coal, materials, and wheat. There were also many artifacts from the civilization, like masks. They were used on the island for celebrations and dances. What about the language there? The name of the languages were Sinhala and Tamiya. They represent pictures like hieroglyphs. Hieroglyphs existed in an empire like Rome, for example. They used hieroglyphs to communicate. Seventy percent of the islands spoke it, and it was the official language of the settlement. What about their religion? Nice question, Matthew. The religion was polytheistic, which means that they could believe in different gods because they mean and represent something different. They believed if that a god has good will and meaning, they will put their beliefs towards them. For example, thoth the god of knowledge of wisdom is the point god because they respected what he stood for. How were religion leaders chosen, and how did people worship them? They chose religious leaders on what they believed in, which is power, truth, knowledge, etc. They actually had a building where people could go worship their gods and what they believed in. People would put blankets down to start praying. What caused the collapse of the civilization? The civilization ended up falling because of war, because of their ge- geographic stance. They got overruled. More modernized things, modernized things came out over time. Also, disease broke out over time. Increased warfare took place. Trade trade routes were being bombed, which led to less production. Interesting. What its legacy? I think the legacy was that they developed an island with not many problems, and that they were not known to go to war for no reason. Why was the island worth knowing about? This island was worth knowing about because it was unique. It was developed. That is why it lasted so long. That concludes our episode for tonight, everyone. Bye, everyone.